everybody. Welcome back to Boozy Bracketology, the podcast that believes in three things. Strong drinks, strong opinions, crowning champions. And my name is Chris. I am hosting and a potential fifth candidate as we continue to find what the best Beatles song of all time is. I have assembled a group of panelists here that are passionate Beatles fans and Jeff. And we're going to go through this and find out. We are determining right now the second half of the round of 32. After tonight, we'll have our Sweet 16 locked and loaded. Let's meet the panelists first, starting off in Reno, Nevada. Sarah, my friend, how are you doing and what are you drinking? Hi, Chris. I'm so excited to be here with you guys and Jeff. Uh, Tonight, (laughs) sorry, Uh, I've got some nice, crisp, sparkling water. It's about 95 degrees out uh, today, so... I'm sticking with the water tonight. And nothing wrong with that. You're our DD as we continue this drive through. Next up, let's head over to the Prince of Palm Harbor. Actually, Jeff, I don't know if I guess I can still call you the Prince of Palm Harbor because I now have a Palm Harbor address. I am the king of Palm Harbor. But Jeff, my friend, how are you doing and what are you drinking? Uh well, you know, I'm here. Uh I've been better. Pretty much any other point in my life has been better than being here with you people. <laughs> but hey, Damn it. you know, it's just it's just a day in the life. Um, <laughs> uh, let's be honest. I'm doing really good because uh, I just walked out and found that my son, which is one nice thing about kids growing up, uh, baked some cookies. Huh. So I've Damn. got a fresh cookie here. And not only that, but I'm going to pair this fresh chocolate chip cookie with a left hand peanut butter milk stout. Jeff, any chance we can trade a some of those cookies for an afternoon on the water slide at my place? Uh, sorry, no, I think you're too far away from me, and I definitely wouldn't want to be in your presence. Yeah. <laughs> I literally moved three miles closer to you, you <laughs> bastard. Uh, I can't get away from you. Uh, I, guess, I guess we can work it out. That's two. That's two. I'm just saying I'm going to need some help. All right, we're moving on. <laughs> that was last show. My bad. My bad. Next up, I'm going to say hello, goodbye to my good friend, Mike. Mike, my friend, how you doing? What are you drinking? The the puns are killing me, but otherwise I'm doing pretty good. (laughs) It's a long and winding road to get to the end of this. Yeah, dude, just let it be. Um, No, Jeff, I was going to make the We Can Work It Out uh, reference, but then Jeff took it from me. I'm doing great. I Sarah helped me pick out. I was torn between a couple beers. I had a Doppelbach in there, but Sarah said, of course, you have to go with the blueberry beer. So, of course, I did. This is a blueberry citrus wheat. It's called Funk. It's from Declaw Brewing. Uh, not much to say about it. It is fantastically refreshing as a blueberry citrus wheat uh, you would expect. So, cheers, everybody. Let's make some dumb decisions. Woo. Hey, I'm on board with that. Speaking of dumb decisions, I can't actually say that. Uh, no. One of our patient subscribers, and actually someone I've become very good friends with over the course of the last few months, Nathan, my friend, how are you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing great, as always. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I still have some work to do tonight, and so I am drinking, uh, and it's also a little hot in Mobile, Alabama, on the Gulf Coast, just just a little bit. Uh, so I'm drinking a... Uh, Powerade because I'm trying to stay hydrated and coherent. Hey, hydrated and coherent are two of the expectations we do not have on this podcast. Not at all. <laughs> Let's be clear. 
But let's uh, let's go ahead. Let's get started. Sarah, you are kicking us off, and you are going to be choosing between the one seed from this portion of the bracket, A Day in the Life, taking on the eight seed. We can work it out. This one's starting off real nice and sweet for me. I think of the choices coming ahead, this was definitely the easiest one for me. Um, A Day in the Life is a very surprising Beatles song to me because I I don't like the chaos, but it breaks. It's it's almost like two different songs, but it's a whole story. Um, Day in the Life, I, I think someone said it, it wasn't even... It's like the lesser of the well, the Beatles songs. I feel like it's one everyone should know. I'm going to give it my vote. Uh, we Can Work It Out is a good song. I, I think, you know, it's just kind of going up against a day in the life for a little tough for it. Um, yeah, let's start off with that. All right. With that, I'm sorry. I want to make sure I heard that correctly. You're going for We Can Work It Out? No, sorry. A day in the life is my vote. Okay. It sounded like you just shit on a day in the life, then voted for it. So I was a little no, confused. No, I, I thought I was saying nice things. <laughs> it's okay. Maybe maybe I, in my drunken stupor, I misinterpreted. But Sarah has voted for a day in the life. Next pick here is going to Jeff. Yeah, sometimes I shit all over things I love, too. But... Um... Uh, let me preface what I'm about to say with some some caveats. I am generally not a country music fan. I have a respect for many musicality decisions they make, but there are many things that I don't particularly care for. One of the things, however, I will say that they do better than most music, especially music these days, is tell a story. And I love a good story song. Um. While maybe not the country of today, there are many country artists over the years, and maybe you could say country Western artists, that just know how to tell a good story. They write a hell of a story in a song. Um, so that all to be said, I did not know a day in the life until this bracket. I know it is a one seed. I know it's supposed to be popular, um, but I did not know it. So I have now... And it's been probably, what, a few weeks, uh, let's be honest, probably a lot longer than we've uh, been working on this bracket. But I have listened to this song countless times now, uh, both it and its other cover iterations. It is a fantastic song. Um, We Can Work It Out is also a song. Uh, so that's about enough of that. But a day in the life is fantastic. I love it, and uh, would love to see it move on. Jeff, my friend, I think it's time we bury the hatchet. Life is, in fact, very short. There's no time for pushing and fighting, my friend. Day in the life has got its second vote. Uh, next vote here is going to Mike. So, uh, speaking of that particular phrase, Chris, I think I said last time that I was going to briefly share the story about the first reference in terms of pop culture that I ever heard to the song We Can Work It Out. And it was in a little movie called National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon One, starring Emilio Estevez and Samuel L. Jackson. If you've never seen it, it is absolutely fantastic. It's it's one of the better uh, parody movie genres uh, of that genre and it came out in the early 90s it's it's wonderful it's making fun of all the lethal weapon movies and there's a scene in which dennis leary and william shatner yes like i said this movie's amazing 
are swapping <laughs> random like trite sayings and like as, as they're almost in battle as as if they're doing it and and Dennis Leary concludes with life is very short and there is no time for fussing and fighting my friend and that's what ends the whole thing so years later when I heard and I watched the movie incessantly and so years later when I heard we can work it out I went oh holy shit that's what that came from I said last time we can work it out I think is underrated uh, and overlooked unfairly as far as Beatles singles go. I think it's a great song. I think it does have a fatal flaw. As much as everybody loves the bridge, life is very short, that whole thing. The verses are incredibly self-centered. It's all like I get, okay, Paul was like 24 at the time when he wrote it, but it's all try and see it my way. It's 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 very fo- it's very focused on oh it's it's not me not seeing your opinion it's you're not seeing my opinion i love the song i do i think it's a great song i'm glad it got past the first round it does not hold a candle to a day in the life which we'll be talking about much more in rounds to come my vote is for day in the life day in the life picks up its vote let's see uh nathan do we have a sweep Day in the Life is a number one seed for a very good reason. It is a it is a great song. I need a vote for a Day in the Life. No disrespect to We Can Work It Out. And the sweep we do have. Uh, I got caught up in the introduction, so let me do this. I have decided to grab myself a beer for tonight, and it is a... Uh, Cheers. Not a daily drinker, but it's what I had in the fridge. Uh, I just moved. I don't have much. Uh, this is just a Yingling Light Lager. 99 calories, 4% ABV. You know what? I, I like my Ying and Light. I do. It's a, a good, solid, everyday kind of drink if you're going to drink every day, which I do not recommend. But hey, <laughs> I am not here to judge. I am here to drink. <laughs> I think I saw that at AA. Mm-hmm. We are moving on. The next pick. Oh, Lord. We're bringing the next pick here over to Jeff. Jeff, you are choosing between... The five seed of Blackbird, the four seed ticket to ride. Yeah, this one's actually really easy for me because it doesn't matter if this is a Beatles song or not. Blackbird is one of my favorite songs that exists. Um, And I I think Ticket to Ride is actually a good song. I think I did vote for Michelle last time um, because I like that song better. Uh, But nothing against Ticket to Ride. And, you know, like most songs that are at this point already, they're good songs. But I absolutely love and adore Blackbird. It is my go-to, and I really hope that I'm not the only one. Well, time will tell. Blackbird picks up its first vote. Next vote goes to Mike. Yeah, Jeff makes a great point. Um, there, there really are no bad songs. There were no bad songs on this bracket, in my opinion, because it was the top 64 Beatles songs. So, uh, But there's definitely really no uh, bad songs left, and it does make me feel bad for voting against Blackbird yet again. Because I really do love that song. I do. But I think I made my affinity for Ticket to Ride pretty well known last time. The way that it drifts in, it's just got such, it's got a, such a groove. It's got this, it's it's like this, it's almost this sensual song. Like you can dance to it, but not like, you can almost like, I don't know. To me, when I hear the song, it gets... This is this is going to sound so weird, but it just gets my body kind of flowing in a in a very powerful way to me. I don't I cannot completely put my finger on it. It's just got such a groove that connects with me in such a wonderful way. 
I love the way Ringo plays the drums on it, the way it, the way that the drum fills vary on each chorus and, and culminates with that snare and the way that it double times it in the bridge. And then again, at the very end of the song, I love everything about ticket to ride. It's, it's nothing against blackbird. I just ticket to ride is just one of my all time favorite Beatles songs and it's getting my vote. Well, ticket to ride tied this up one to one next pick goes to Nathan. Pretty much what, what Mike said. Um, I, I for ticket to ride, I love the, uh, the, Guitar riff throughout, just it's 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 great. It's just a great, well produced song uh, by the Beatles. Uh, Blackbird, I love its simplicity. I love the tapping. I love the lyrics. I love Paul. Uh, but for a better song that's just more well produced, has some good lyrics, I'm gonna have to go with Ticket to Ride. Ticket to Ride picks up its second vote. Sarah, what are we doing? Ah, uh, we are going to vote for Blackbird. I was actually really surprised how close these two songs were seated. Um, maybe I need to listen to Ticket to Ride again because I certainly do not have the affinity for it that uh, you guys have talked about. To, I mean, to me, hands down, Blackbird kind of also is one of one of my favorite Beatles songs. Uh, it sh- it's short, it's sweet, but my my vote's gonna go to Blackbird, so Chris, this is on you. Oh, oh what have you done, Sarah? God. What have you done? I have already disappointed Jeff a lot this bracket. <laughs> <laughs> this bracket, <laughs> in general, in life in general. Um, Ticket to Ride is a fantastic board game. One of my favorite board games. It's a lot of fun to play. Uh. Even colorblind people like me can play Ticket to Ride and have a really good time. Uh, I get longest route usually because I'm anal like that and I want to have the longest route. It's a great game. I don't get the song. I don't. I, it's a good song. I love it. Whenever I'm playing the board game, I get that song stuck in my head while well, I get the chorus stuck in my head. Uh, but I'm actually going to be in the same boat as Jeff here. I think Blackbird's an amazing song. I genuinely enjoy that song more than I like Ticket to Ride. Ticket to Ride's a catchy chorus. Blackbird, to me, is a more complete and better song. My vote goes to Blackbird. And with that, Blackbird's moving on. Nathan is disagreeing with me. He just shook his head, not even looking at the camera. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, great, a great song. I'm just sad. It's okay. It's okay. We're moving on. Uh, Mike, you are picking up the slack on this next one, and you are choosing between the six seed, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, the three seed Eleanor Rigby. So, first of all, this is the second time in three matchups I'm going to mention William Shatner. If you've never heard the William Shatner version of Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, do do yourself a favor. It's it's what you'd expect, but it's still fantastic. I I, I love Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. I do. It's it's dreamlike. It's got this. It's that Le- I, I mentioned it in the last episode. I think that Lennon way where he can create visuals in your brain through melody and lyrics. It, it's wonderful. It's a great song. Uh, it's perfectly placed on Sergeant Pepper's uh, after what, after with a little help from my friends, but Eleanor Rigby is Eleanor Rigby. It, it just is. I, I don't, it Lucy in the sky with diamonds is very imagistic and it, it, you know, evokes 
uh, pictures in your head and stuff like that. But Eleanor Rigby tells this such a powerful story. It's a it's a simple story, but it's still a powerful story about it focuses on two lonely people and how they're they're right there and they could have formed a connection, but they didn't form a connection. And at the end of the day, the only connection that they have is when one buries the other. It's beautiful. It's it's incredible. It and it, it brings it back in the chorus where it's saying these two lonely people represent all the lonely people. Who are they? Where are they? Where do they come from? Where do they belong? I absolutely adore Ellen Rigby. It was one of the the first Beatles songs that I heard that was beyond a simple like be beyond kind of your more quote unquote basic if you will, Beatles songs. I, I didn't, I didn't hear it even though it was released as a single. I did not hear that song until college. And I remember the first time I heard it just being blown away. Uh, if Ellen Rigby has a flaw in terms of it being a Beatles song, it's that none of the Beatles actually play instruments on it. It's just an orchestra, but it, it doesn't matter. It's got those beautiful harmonies. The lyrics are amazing. You know, I, yes, I'm voting for a revolver song. I know I don't care. Eleanor Rigby gets my vote. Nathan, over to you. Once again, I'm going to simply say what Mike said. Um, <laughs> Eleanor Rigby is, um, it's, it's an experience every time I listen to it. It is a um, lyrically haunting, beautiful song. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. It's a great psychedelic song with a great backstory behind it. Um, but I need to go for Eleanor Rigby. Eleanor Rigby got a 2 nothing lead. Bring it over to Sarah. Mike, I have a secret for you. Um, Eleanor Rigby is my favorite song on the Revolver album. I have one, and it's <laughs> Eleanor Rigby. You, you didn't ask me, do you want to know a secret before you reveal that? <laughs> I, you guys bore me out with those. <laughs> I can't. Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, kind of like what exactly what Mike and Nathan said for all of the same reasons. I don't think I could say it any better than that. It is a beautiful story. Uh, it breaks my heart. It's a heartbreaking song. Um, but yeah, the the love goes to Eleanor Rigby for me. Eleanor Rigby's got a three to nil lead. Jeff, do we have a sweep? Well, here's what you got wrong about Eleanor Rigby. Uh, the reason... <laughs> that Eleanor Rigby is so good is because of what we all truly know about the Beatles. They stuck to what they're good at. They stuck to writing. They stuck to singing. If they had never touched an instrument, how much better could they have been? They were not great musicians. Let's be honest here. They were fine. They were good enough, (laughs) but they were not. They were not great musicians. So this shines everything on what they are best at. And because it does that, it is, and was a surprise to me to see it at a three seed, it is my favorite Beatles song. Eleanor Rigby is an amazing song. I would love singing that song at the top of my lungs at any point in time, even when it's inappropriate. Eleanor Rigby is great. I actually think that there would have been a chance I could vote for Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, but I am actually one of the people that don't appreciate the way that it switches in the chorus. I kind of appreciate the flowy trippiness of uh, the way that it in- opens up and kind of goes through the song. Um, but it, there's no way that's happening against Eleanor Rigby. Eleanor Rigby's the best. Eleanor Rigby is going to sweep. 
And sweep it does, and we are moving on to the last pick in this quadrant of the bracket. Nathan, you're kicking us off here. You have the seven seed. You've got to hide your love away. Taking on the two seed, here comes the sun. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but again, both great songs. Uh, You've got to hide your love away, I think, in the first episode uh, that we discussed it. We talked about how Dylan-esque the song is, especially early early Dylan. Um, And I'm from Minnesota. I'm By blood, I need to be a Dylan fan, and I I do love that song. But here comes the sun. Um, I I said some some disparaging things about George Harrison before, uh, and I know I got some heat for that. uh, But I will make it up by saying I think Here Comes the Sun is George Harrison's best contribution to the Beatles as a song. Um, I think it is, um, and I hate the sun. Um, I'm one of those people that prefer dark time, nighttime, but Here Comes the Sun, I think is um, the best George Harrison song. And I need to vote for Here Comes the Sun. Um, The first time I remember hearing it, or being aware of it was um, my friend. I hope he listens to this. Uh, so if you're listening, hi, Aaron. Uh, my friend Aaron growing up, he made a really cool collage for an art class or something I remember. And he had the lyrics on it. It was really well done. And that, that still sticks to me when I think of that song. Um, but Here Comes the Sun gets my vote. Here Comes the Sun definitely picks up its first vote. Next pick here is going over to Sarah. Yeah, this is one of the tougher ones for me um I, I think i came to the conclusion of what song i was voting for pretty quickly but the whys are what i struggled with um nathan again took the words right out of my mouth uh that you've got to hide your love away is uh, there's there's something about that song that just kind of grabs me um and the melody and yes it, it's so Bob Dylan, if you didn't know it was the Beatles, you'd think it was Bob Dylan. Um, Here Comes the Song, again, is one of the songs that's definitely simpler. uh, Very simple lyrics, but it just makes me freaking happy. Whenever I hear it, it just makes me happy. Um, So this is a really tough one. And I thought about voting for um, You've Got to Hide Your Love Away just to throw something in there because I think it deserves to be here too. Uh, this this seating was really tough for me, but ultimately, here comes the sun. I love George Harrison songs, um, but wouldn't be mad if the other one went forward too. Here comes the sun. Got second vote, Jeff. Well, someone around here has got to be able to do what's hard and what's best for life. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just give it right out of the gate. My vote. You've got to hide your love away. Um. I don't like happiness and I'm sick of the sun coming out every day here in Florida. Uh, you know, that's a great song. It really is. Uh, it's, I would say in disgust quintessential Beatles. Uh, I mean, you hear it, here comes the sun and you're like, that's definitely the Beatles. Um, what I think I love the most about you've got to hide your love away is I didn't know that was a Beatles song because I didn't hear the Beatles do it first. I heard the live Pearl Jam version first, and I've heard countless other bands do it live since then. And I think that songs like that, 
have a different grasp on the multitudes of people when you can hear a giant crowd singing that and feeling that all together at the same time. Here comes the sun. Sure, everyone can sing and bop around too and be happy. But until you've just gathered all the clowns and let them hear them say, hey, you've got to hide your love away, it just hits different. You've got to hide your love away is getting my vote. Hide your love away picks up its first vote. The next pick here is going to Mike. (laughs) Jeff, that was incredibly well said. Um, (laughs) I mentioned in the previous episode when talking about All You Need Is Love that I had a, a song that I wrote when I was... Uh, like 18 where I said, John was right. All you need is love. Well, fast forward about 10 years and I decided to work. John was right into another song, except this time it was John was right. You've got to hide your love away. Be partially because I was now trying to stop being so silly, optimistic as a songwriter and write about like real human emotions. Um, And partially just because that song really did resonate with me, especially at that time. And it's amazing. It's a beautiful song. It's an amazing song. It is. It's, it's totally Lennon trying to be Bob Dylan, but, but of all of the people who have tried to be Bob Dylan has, has anyone tried to be Bob Dylan better in a single song than Lennon in this song? I don't, I don't know. I don't know that they have. And gosh, but I, I also agree with Sarah here comes the song. The sun is my happy song. It really is. It's so calming there. I'll, 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 Jeff makes a very strong point for you've got to hide your love away, but I'm going to, I, I had the story in my head coming into this matchup and I'll, and I'll, I'll tell it. And then I'm going to, and then I'm going to cast my vote, but there are certain songs uh, that I have a visceral, negative reaction to i'm not going to name them but there there are songs that i absolutely despise with the passion of a thousand suns that are still inexplicably popular large uh men, i don't say inexplicably they're 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 catchy even if they're completely vapid and and whatever anyway so i said i wouldn't get myself riled up but one of those songs came on the radio and my wife as we were driving home one day and my wife could see she knows that i have she knows how much I hate that song. And so she's just kind of like quiet while the song is playing on the radio. She's like quietly thinking around on her phone. And all of a sudden I see, I I'm driving and I hear the song go off the radio. And all of a sudden I hear, and it was instant Zen for me. And she did, she put that on because she knew it was going to be instant. She, cause she was like, I know how much you hate the song. Here's a song that you love. Here's going, here's a song that is instantly going to take you to, your happy place. And that's here comes the sun for me. I really love both this song, both these songs and it makes it a, a slightly different, more difficult choice than it maybe seems like it should be with the seating. But, and I had it written down and Jeff made a very strong pitch, but I'm going to stick with it. I got to go with here comes the sun here. Here comes the sun's moving on to the round of 16 for what it's worth. Jeff, my vote would have been with you. What? Uh, here comes the sun. It's a little simplistic for my for me. As much as I love simplistic, it, it just doesn't quite scratch it. You got to hide your love away. I think is beautiful. But hey, you know what? You're not here to hear. You're not here to hear my opinion. You're here to hear everybody else's opinion. So for that quadrant of the bracket, as we move into the Sweet Sixteen, we're gonna have Dan the Life taking on Blackbird, Eleanor Rigby taking on Here Comes the Sun. 
Holy crap, those are going to be some tough decisions. We're moving on. The last quadrant in the round of 32, we're going to kick this one off with Sarah. Sarah, you've got the one seed from this quadrant. Hey Jude, taking on what I assume is three different songs. Golden Slumbers, Carry That Weight in the End. Yes, Mike, yes, yes. Sarah, take us away. Uh, I don't really want to play anymore. Um, Oh, this one I went back and forth with a lot because I think conventional would say go with Hey Jude. It's one of the most popular Beatles songs. You love the song. You know the words to the entire song. Something is pushing me to Golden Slumbers. Um, What did we call it last time? The trilogy? The trilogy of all the Trinity. The Trinity. Trinity. Okay, Trinity. Um, and I think I just I'm ripping the band-aid off. I'm go I'm going with the Trinity. I've gotta go with the Trinity on this. Uh no disrespect to Hey Jude. I just those song I think I talked about it last time, but with the kind of the lyrics were about going home, finding your right place. That I needed that in my life. It was a very important song um in a deep part of my life that the sentiments there for it i just it is so going against probably popular opinion but my vote is for the trinity and the trinity picks up its first vote next pick here is going to jeff so while i hear you say that you're going against you know popular opinion we are now in the next round and somehow these three songs are still here um one of the things i always do when we do a bracket like this is i'll go ahead and i'll put together like a master playlist of all of these songs so i can go back and reference it in line with where we'll be voting with them um i was so confident and cared so little that someone would have put three songs as one vote that i didn't even put them on my list i have never heard these songs i do not know what they are and i will still not be voting for them because hey jude is the the beatles song it is the one. It is, I mean, I guess you could say it could be uh, Let It Be, but not for me. Hey Jude is the one that deserves the one seed. Hey Jude's got a vote. Uh, Jeff, going with the one seed, I'm a little shocked, but we're going to keep moving along here. Uh, next vote is going to Mike. I think, I hope, I talked uh, sufficiently about my affinity for the the Golden Slumbers Carry That Weight uh, the end Trinity as we're calling it last time. Uh, and as memory serves, uh, I was the last vote for Hey Jude. So I said, I would talk about it more and here we are. So now I'm going to talk about Hey Jude a lot as promised buckle up. All right. So before 1968, the perfect pop song was pretty well defined. And its primary rule was that it had to clock in at under three minutes. The Beatles genius was realizing that the perfect pop song is, in fact, transcendent of time and space. The perfect pop song is about community. It's about uniting people together with the majesty of music. And if you've ever seen the music video that they made for Hey Jude, that's what happens when they hit the coda. Paul goes, better, 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 yeah! And people climb up on the stage and everyone is happy and na-na-naing together. The beauty of Hey Jude is that you it brings you in. You ultimately, I don't care who you are, 
eventually you are not na nahing along with that fucking thing. Like it is impossible to hear that song and not eventually na na along and it drags you in. It brings you into a happier place. That is the power of Hey Jude. It is a, it's even though he started off writing it specifically uh, as a feel better song for John Lennon's kid as they, as him and Cynthia were going through the divorce, it transcends all that because it's a feel better song for everybody who's going through hard times. Not to mention at the three minute mark, if you listen closely buried in the mix, you can hear John miss a note and go, Oh fucking hell. And now you'll never unhear that again. Listen for it. It is wonderful. I love it. You're welcome. As much as I love the Trinity, I think it's a wonderful final suite to close Abbey road. Uh, Hey Jude is just a bigger part of the Beatles. And I think it's the more, the better song. It's the more important song. It's even at seven minutes, it's still the perfect pop song to me. It gets my vote. Nathan over to you. I coming in was going to vote for Hey Jude. I have it circled on my sheet right here. Um, But then I heard somebody on the panel say they didn't even give Golden Slumbers Carry That Weight in the end a listen. (laughs) And that really hurt uh, because even though I think Hey Jude is, it's a song that, that means a lot to me, Golden Slumbers is, it's beautiful. Uh, Carry That Weight is a, a great song. The end was a giant explanation point on the time with the Beatles. Uh, so I kind of want to vote for the the Trinity just out of spite. <laughs> um, but I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm going to stick with my original answer. And, you know, Hey Jude should not be as good as it is. Half the song is na 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 na. <laughs> Um, but again, every time I think, I, I tell myself sometimes listening to it, okay, Nathan, you're going to play the first three minutes and then you're going to skip to the next song. But nine times out of 10, what do I do? I listen to that whole song because I'm into it and I'm invested, even though I know how it's going to go. I've heard it hundreds of times. Uh, I'm voting for Hey Jude. Nathan narrowly avoids putting this in my hands, and no one would have known how that was going to go. <laughs> hey, Jude is moving on. So are we. We are bringing the next pick here over to Jeff. Jeff, you're choosing between the upset 12 seed here, there, and everywhere, or the four seed of Penny Lane. Oh, man. This is another one. I think there was one other one other matchup, but this one is incredibly difficult because while it was an upset here, there, and everywhere, is a fantastic song. You know, it, it beat the five seed. I suppose there's no reason it couldn't beat the four seed. But I just, I don't know. Penny Lane is, you know, it comes back to my affinity for songs with stories and just the picture that it paints with the, uh, I mean, just the amount of of words in that song. There's, it's quite, I guess it's not that long, but it's, it's, it's quite a, uh, quite a story i mean i don't know i kind of want you everywhere but penny lane i think is the better song so i'll give this one to penny lane penny lane picks up its first vote next pick here is going to mike 
I agree with Jeff. I think for a 12-4 matchup, this is this is an incredibly difficult ma- matchup for me. It tugs at the, it tugs at my heartstrings because these are both beautiful songs uh, in, in different ways, but they're both beautiful songs. They both they both just evoke such such feelings here, there, and everywhere. Just evoke that it's it's a it's not a simple love song. Like it, this is. This is Paul. This is the beginnings of when he was more and more coming into his own as a songwriter and really uh, bringing up, uh, you know, broader, more complex feelings about uh, about love and his relationships and everything like that. To know her is to need her everywhere. Like that's a beautiful. Oh my god, that's such an amazing line. It's it's a wonderful guitar ballad, but I think that Penny Lane, where it gets the edge, is that it stretches the limit of pop rock music it's not just it's not just i I say just a guitar ballad i love guitar ballad but it's it's got all this incredible music behind it it's it's these orchestral flourishes that are in the middle and at the end again after the key change they they push it into the stratosphere Uh, and and oh god a key change is a key change, but there's something about that key change at the end of Penny Lane where where it kicks it up a notch. It just it just makes it so wonderful to me. It it's more likely to to put a smile on my face. Both of these songs are going to put a smile on my face, but Penny Lane is a song that I play on my guitar to my daughter Penny, and she actually requ- will request it. She's two, but you know. Every now and then she'll be like, again, again, after I play that song. She's more likely to do that after I play the theme to Paw Patrol, but w- whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Penny, Penny Lane, I think, is just, it's the be- it's the better song overall for that reason. And it also just holds a slightly more important place in my heart for that reason as well. So Penny Lane's going to get my vote. Penny Lane picks up yet another vote. Next pick here goes to Nathan. As Mike and Jeff were talking and as I'm talking right now, I'm listening to here, there, and everywhere because I'm trying to talk myself into it. That's how much I love this song. I think one time I was on a um, sister trivia podcast that that Chris Chris has, and I think one time he said, um, I think in my first appearance, he said, I think this is our first time. We don't need to mark the episode as explicit because I didn't swear, and nobody swore, and I've not sworn yet. I've said darn it and things, but... I'm going to swear now. I'm saving it for this moment right here. This Hold is on. I got to hardest... get to the edge of my seat. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> this is the hardest fucking choice yes. in the chart for me. <laughs> I can't think of another bunch of su- – out of all the songs I came through, 64, I can't think of a harder matchup for me because I spoke about here there last time about the harmonies. The the Right now, as I'm talking, my lyrics coming up, each one believing that love never dies. And the second time it's sung, there it is, that harmony. But again, Penny Lane is one of my favorite Beatles songs, Beatles productions. It's my dog's name for crying out loud. She's passed out in the corner. (laughs) This is really hard. Um, And I'm shaking a little bit. Um, I am going to go with Penny. Nope, I'm I'm going here, there, and everywhere. I'm changing it up. I'm going here, there, and everywhere. I'm voting against my dog. (laughs) Don't tell her. (laughs) <laughs> Here, there, and everywhere. I've listened to it now, and I'm feeling it. Here, there, and everywhere. So I'm swerving. Here, there, and everywhere picks up a shocking first vote. Next pick is going to Sarah. Let's see how this goes. 
sorry no penny lane um yeah yeah i got nothing on this maybe i need to re-listen to that song but i do not have the passion you guys do but i do for penny lane so penny lane gets my vote she just hates revolver that's all it is it's not revolver (laughs) don't take it i'm kidding i'm kidding kind of it is kind of is i voted Uh, for penny lane i'm just messing with you I'm, I'm not disappointed. Penny Lane is going to move on to the round of 16. We've got two picks left this episode. Let's see how they go. Mike, you're kicking us off here. You've got the upset 11 seed, Don't Let Me Down, taking on the three seed, While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Yeah. Uh, this this is a tough matchup for me, in all honesty. Uh, and in terms of the overall arc of the Beatles, it's hard to argue for me against Don't Let Me Down, especially if you've seen the rooftop concert, the sight of John and Paul playing that and looking at each other and singing Don't Let Me Down. They're looking at each other and there's something incredibly powerful about that. Like They, they know in a way that this is maybe one of the last hurrahs for the band. They they understand that they've been growing together as people for 10 years, and now they're going to start have to, having to grow apart, and that's okay. And it's this, it's this call to kind of like, you know, still don't let me down, still be there for me. It's beautiful. It's, it's incredible to watch. I, I highly recommend, if you haven't watched the Get Back documentary that Peter Jackson put together, do that. Even if you just watch the rooftop concert at the end in all of its unedited glory, do that because it's an incredible watch. <sighs> While my guitar gently weeps is the better song, though. I, I know it had guest guitar work, but it's still got great rhythm guitar work. Uh, it's, in my opinion, it's George's best lyrical song with the band, with the Beatles, bar none. As much as much as I love, here comes the sun and something, uh, and obviously some of his, you know the other work as well. While my guitar gently weeps is is George at his finest, in my opinion. I think I mentioned last time it was one of my uh, gateway songs into the broader Beatles catalog, and and while my, my guitar gently weeps actually has, um, I don't, did you know, actually has a little bit of an interesting uh, history among B- Beatles like major nuts because a, a friend of mine is. Uh, messages me one day and he goes, uh, you know, I've been doing a lot of research about this and I think I've come to the conclusion that John must have been the one to play the bass guitar on While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Apparently no one knows who played the bass guitar on While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Like it's this huge mystery among Beatles fans. I love some say Paul. Like I said, my buddy says John. Uh, his name is also John. Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. I I, I love that story. I just think, I think it's, it's such an interesting song. It's got amazing guitar work. And it's the lyrics are fantastic. I do love Don't Let Me Down, but While My Guitar Gently Weeps is going to get my vote. That was twisting and turning, but While My <laughs> Guitar Gently Weeps picks up a vote. Next pick here is going to Nathan. While My Guitar Gently Weeps is a great song. I think it's one of, not the best, but one of George's best songs. Um, Don't Let Me Down is, to me, the best song John Lennon ever wrote, not only Beatles, but in his career. And I know that's controversial because most people would say Imagine, which I love as a song, but Don't Let Me Down just is a dagger to the heart. And just 
to me is a perfect song, not just lovish kind of song, but a song. And this one was really hard for me. And it's, I'm, I'm probably going to be the only one voting for it. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. I'm going to vote for Don't Let Me Down. Don't Let Me Down picks up a vote. Next pick here, we're bringing this over to Sarah. So the problem is, is I, I don't think that you're wrong. Don't Let Me Down is a phenomenal song. Um, it's one of my favorite Beatles songs as well. I The Edge to goes to while my guitar gently weeps though to me i I think my favorite thing about music and all these these writers are like i'm pouring my heart and pulling pouring my soul and pouring everything into their music and these songs and to me that's it i almost get this visual of pouring yourself into that guitar and it and it's weeping because i mean a lot of songs right are very emotional songs to a lot of writers not all of them but uh to me it's just the the straight like this is what music is raw emotional i am just playing my life out on the guitar um so that's why it gets my vote and also when your guest guitarist is eric clapton that's pretty rad so it's a tough choice these were both wonderful wonderful songs i am gonna give the edge to while my guitar gently weeps all right, and let's finish this off here with Jeff. Well, I think it's interesting that Sarah kept talking about Edge because it was so amazing that the Edge came in and did all these guitar. Oh, no, 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 sorry. Um, I think the Edge is the only <laughs> thing that makes Don't Let Me Down a good song. Other than that, it's just a mama's boy crying to his first girlfriend that she'll never love him as much as his mom. Um it's not that great of a song. While My Guitar Gently Weeps, however, leans into, as I mentioned before, the best part of the Beatles is when other people are playing instruments for them. It's by far one of their better songs. While My Guitar Gently Weeps, as Nathan tries to kill me through the computer here, uh, is the better song. <laughs> Breathe, Nathan. It's okay. With that being said, all opinions are equally weighted here. While my guitar gently weeps, is going to be moving on to the Sweet 16, and we are moving on to our last pick of the evening. Nathan, we're going to lead it off with you. You have got the seven-seed paperback writer taking on the two-seed Strawberry Fields forever. I've had some controversial takes tonight. I'm going to make one more. Um... Paperback Writer is a great song, a good song. I don't think it's a great song. I think it's lucky to be here. Um, I think it got, it got, I think in it got placed against eight days a week, which made it an easy pick, uh, at least for me. Um, Star- this to me is David versus Goliath. Uh, Strawberry Fields Forever is great. Paperback Writer is good. Um, my vote goes to Strawberry Fields Forever. Nathan showing restraint and not telling Jeff how he feels. Strawberry Fields Forever picks up a first vote. Sarah, over to you. I'm starting to get a little bit worried because you said that that was a controversial opinion and that wholeheartedly is 100% my exact opinion. Um, Yeah, to me, I mean, Strawberry Fields Forever is a great song. Paperback Writer is a good song. So I'm piggybacking right off that and I'm going Strawberry Fields Forever. Strawberry Fields up two to nil. Jeff, over to you. 
Well, here's how you're both wrong. Uh, paperback writer, just kidding. There's there's no fighting strawberry fields forever. <laughs> uh, paperback writer is actually an interesting take on writing a song with the least amount of chords possible, and probably the best version of some someone doing such a boring idea. But it's not strawberry fields forever. I mean, we're gonna have to figure out what to do down the line with this song. Probably moving on towards the uh, championship, but hey, it is a fantastic song that uh, Paperback Rider couldn't even touch. Strawberry Fields Forever picks up a third vote. Let's bring it over to Mike to see if we have the sweep. Well, I for one love Paperback Rider. I think the harmonies on it are otherworldly. It's like a nine-part harmony, people. Like, come on, it's an amazing rocker. It gets your feet moving. But you guys are right. Lyrically, it's kind of whatever. It's, you know, it, it is. And Jeff's, Jeff makes a good point. It's basically just the, just the same chord. Like the guitar riff is great. But, you know, it, it was a fun exercise for the Beatles. Hey, I can write a song that's not about love or a girl or anything like that. You know, that that's the story, right? Is that somebody was like, can you write a song about something else? And Paul looked over and saw a book. And he said, sure, I'll write a song about a fucking book. Whatever. It's Paperback Writer. I love the song. It's great doesn't hold the candle to strawberry fields forever strawberry fields forever is a work of art it's this i i will you know what we'll, we're going to talk about it much more later i'm not going to belabor the point uh everybody drink there it is belabor the point and cheers to strawberry fields forever move it along strawberry fields forever is moving along and swept its way into the sweet 16 and ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of our pick. So just to recap here for this portion of the bracket next episode you're going to hear Hey Jude taking on Penny Lane while my guitar gently weaves taking on Strawberry Fields forever. I've said this last episode. I'll say it again. These picks get tougher and tougher as we go. Our panelists have some really hard choices to make. And we're going to get to the entirety of the Sweet 16 next week. If you enjoy what we do here at Boozy Bracketology and you want to support the show, patreon.com slash ptebb is your home to do that Uh, all the money that we get through our patreon goes right back into the show but it's not just about giving us money you're going to get bonus content from not just boozy bracketology our sister podcast the pub trivia experience is on there as well all those in that one patreon feed if you want to hang out with us Talk with us. Tell us why we're wrong. The best place to do that, The Lounge. Fans of Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology right there on Facebook. Come on there. Tell us why we're wrong. Tell us why Paperback Writer is a top five Beatles song. You'd be wrong, but you can tell us that. It's okay. <laughs> but you know what? We've had a good time tonight. Everyone's had a little, little got a, wow. Everyone, including me, I've got a little bit of a buzz going on. <laughs> We're going to call it a night for the Boozy Bracketology Podcast. I have been Chris. I've been Sarah. I'm Jeff. I'm Mike. And I'm Nathan. We'll see you next week with the Sweet 16.